Hi listeners, Amelia and Lainey here. Thank you again for listening in. Earlier this week, we brought you a timeline of the events that we are aware of starting with the day Carla and Vicky disappeared. As we have done in the past, we like to make sure we correct any mistakes we made. You have to remember, we don't live in the town of Dover or even in Tennessee. So obtaining some of these smaller details aren't as easy to come by, especially since the internet and social media wasn't prevalent in 1980. After we released the the last episode about the timeline, we decided to make a map of the route that the girls presumably traveled. Well, we have in our notes that the IGA was approximately six to seven miles away from their residence and that the girls had to have had a ride back because of the distance. Well, after doing a bit of Google Earth mapping and tracking down the land, the land location of their former residence, we put together their assumed trek. If, a big if, that was the timeline of their travels, their residence to the IGA was only 1.45 miles. And from the IGA to the furnace was 2.53 miles, which means once they left the IGA on foot, they could have walked the 2.3 miles. But upon checking the almanac, the temperature that day reached a high of 83 degrees. So it wasn't insanely hot, but let's face it, 83 is still pretty warm. And it would take the average person about an hour to make that walk. Vicky was in blue jeans and flip-flops, and Carla was in jeans as well. So they would have been really hot in the jeans and walking in flip-flops. That would have been quite of a long distance to walk from IGA all the way back to the furnace. So they could have made that walk, but I think it's probably more likely someone drove them. That we, we have no way of knowing that. A side note, we just on the autopsy note states that the owner of the furnace re- reported that the girls left around 3.30 going down Highway 79 on the left side of the highway. So we just want to make note of this timeline change. We think it's important to try to get the timeline as close as close to actual real time as possible. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And and also we wanted to reiterate that we're doing our best job possible to bring the information that we have from our sources, from documentation, from all of the information that you guys, the listeners, have have brought to us. So we do not know or have no no proof of anyone who has been um, participating or, or or was a part of this crime. Um, we're really just trying to uncover as much information that we can to to really bring justice for for Carla and Vicky. Um, we know that the eyewitness testimonies can be tricky sometimes, especially as time goes on. I mean, it's been 39 years. And composite sketches from eyewitness testimony isn't always reliable either. Lie detector tests, as we all know, are not admissible in court and are not always reliable. Everyone here who is listening is free to come to their own conclusions. But what we've really tried to do is provide you guys with the facts to the best of our knowledge and report to you what we've been told from reliable sources. So we do our best to weed out the gossip and rumors. And oh, believe me, we we have heard a lot and we hear it all. Um, And of course, no one no one wants to also accuse somebody who is not responsible for the crime. Um, 
it's really wrong for so many reasons. And it also means that the real person is not brought to justice. So that person could be hiding in plain sight in your town. Um, we just want to make sure that, you know, not only are we uncovering information that is helpful, but is going to lead to actually finding the person who committed this crime. So back to what we know works and has become one of the number one trusted sources over the last couple of years. And the one thing that really can't tell a lie is DNA. That is how the Green River serial killer, Gary Ridgway, and the Golden State killer, Joseph James D'Angelo, and so many other prolific serial killers have recently been captured. And every day, cold cases that are decades old are being solved. Cases like Carlin Vicky's and the ones that small towns like Dover, Tennessee, thought that the justice system forgot about. We've put out the petition to ask the TBI to work with Parabon Nanolabs, and if you haven't had a chance to sign it, please consider doing so. We will repost the link on our Facebook and Instagram sites. Every signature counts. Since December, we have acquired well over 750 signatures and are looking to reach 1,000. But at any time, we're ready to hand it over to the TBI and work with Parabon Nanolabs to catch the person responsible for this heinous crime and let everyone who is innocent move on with their lives. The family, the community, and Stewart County deserve to see justice before the 40-year milestone comes and goes.